This is Around the Table, where we explore the benefits of cooperative ownership. It's National Grain Bin Safety Week. Today, we're talking with Laramie Sandquist, a risk management expert with Nationwide, about ways to stay safe around stored grain. Laramie, what are the primary risks working with stored grain? Jesse, I appreciate you having me on today. This is such an important topic for us and glad we're able to get the word out on this. But yeah, you start talking about what are the biggest risks. And number one, you got to start with the atmosphere, right? You're in an atmosphere that is an oxygen deficient atmosphere. It's a confined space that you're looking at when you're looking at any of these structures and you're working around the facility. So you got to keep that in mind. It's a confined space area. You got to be thinking about how toxic the environment is. You're making sure that you got a 21% oxygen ratio in there you're not getting oxygen deficient things like that you also know you got powered equipment uh, obviously got augers involved and things like that that can uh can suck you into a grain air bin a lot uh, quicker or you know into the 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 actual product a lot quicker and so you think about those things that uh making sure that that equipment is locked out and tagged out and making sure that you don't have any concerns from that perspective. And then, of course, the last piece, the reason that a lot of people are getting into the structure in the first place is because the grain itself is in some type of condition where it's not moving. So a lot of times that means you're out of condition and you got some kind of bridging going on in there that you got to try to figure out how to get that stuff unstuck. So a lot of things going into that, but the primary risks are obviously the oxygen deficient environment, the, uh, the, the power equipment that you want to make sure is locked out and tagged out, and then getting to the root cause of why is this stuff not moving in the first place. Well, what safety precautions should everyone take around grain storage facilities? Right. First and foremost, you know, we always say a zero entry mentality. If you don't have to go in, you shouldn't go in, don't go in, right? There are experts that are trained in how to do this. Uh, and if you do have an issue with the, with the condition of the grain and, and the bin itself, uh, it shouldn't go in those things in the first place. If for the reason you want to go in, obviously some of the steps we've already taken. Let's check the oxygen deficiency of that environment, make sure that there's no hazardous uh, oxygen in there. Uh, Make sure that uh, you're locking and tagging out all of the powered equipment that are going on, making sure that you're not going in alone. Uh, Make sure you have a spotter there, uh, someone that uh, you're in communication with at all times. And then obviously making sure that you have the right equipment to properly go into a bin itself. So anytime you're going into a, a, a hazardous confined space, you definitely need to have a plan in place, which includes having a spotter, which includes uh, talking with the authorities, meaning your local fire department. So it gets into that partnership that we have with a lot of these, a lot of these local fire departments on the rural areas. And so definitely keeping that in mind before they go in and, uh, <clears throat> and take care of the, uh, the grain bin itself. What sort of emergency planning do you recommend? And it gets to that last piece of it is making sure that there is a plan. Uh, First and foremost, a lot of these where we see folks are entrapped, there was no plan in place, right? They they had a problem and they went in to solve the problem. They didn't go through what the planning uh, procedures were. So number one, making sure that you have that other person or people that you're working with, having that spotter, uh, having the uh, resources there to be able to make sure that you're in, in, uh, you know, out of harm's way. Number two, communicate with the authorities, you know, your local fire department, uh, making sure that they understand what you're doing there. And then just also understanding what you're working with. Um, If it is a bridge type situation, that's totally different than any other situation because you know that that grain isn't moving. So you know there's a problem that uh, if you stand on top of that and it gives way, you're probably going to sink in. So it's really just doing that hazard assessment and making sure you know what you're getting into 
and uh, understanding the procedures you need to take on the back end of it. Well, what resources are available to help improve grain bin safety? Yeah, just as you know, we've started this thing back in 2014, this advocacy campaign. Uh, you know, definitely appreciate all the support we've gotten over the years. We've, we've generated over $1.4 million in donations to our local fire departments across the country. We've been able to help out <clears throat> over 332 uh, fire departments across 32 states. You know, CHS has been a huge contributor to that. Um, definitely appreciate all the donations we get. Um, but the biggest piece is education. You know, we got grainbinsafetyweek.com. I'll say that again, grainbinsafetyweek.com has a lot of different resources from uh, white papers that are out there, from testimonials from people, from videos, uh, ways to work with grain safely. All of that stuff is out there. There's training materials from NECAS that we've been partnering with uh, from the Educational Center to really hopefully give people a good perspective of what are the true risks in dealing with grain and how do we safely work with grain <clears throat> on the farm. So definitely appreciate the opportunity to get out and talk with folks on this and uh, would encourage people to uh, nominate your local fire department. We currently have that going on from January until the end of April. Uh, we want to get uh, grain safety tubes in the hands of as many fire departments across the country as we can. And then if anyone is uh, interested in donating and helping the cause, paying it forward, uh, we're definitely accepting those donations as well to, uh, to hopefully get more and more of these rescue tubes in the hands of the local fire departments. So. Well, we've been talking with Laramie Sandquist, a risk management expert with Nationwide during National Grain Bid Safety Week. Laramie, thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Jesse. Appreciate the opportunity. And thank you for joining us around the table. Learn more about the benefits of cooperative ownership at cooperativeownership.com.